Hey guys, let's get ready for some announcements. They're very important, okay? I need everyone's full and undivided attention. I'm just kidding. You can relax. But hey, this one's important, okay? They're, they're all important. But this one's important. Our Christmas VBS, December 2nd. We're not just asking, we're begging you to volunteer. <laughs> no, no, but seriously, please do. Please volunteer. You can even volunteer. Sign up for it on the app. Bring your kiddos. Uh, it's a great night for ages 3 to 11. Um, we'll have games and arts and crafts and snacks. Uh, we set up our bounce houses, and it's a, it's a great night for the kids to learn about the importance of the Christmas season, what it's all about. Volunteer. Also, our local toy drive is beginning. We have some index cards uh, out uh, as you exit in the check-in foyer. Pick those up. You can bring an unwrapped present or even better, a gift card. And uh, we partner with an organization that knows the kids very well and gets the right presents to the right children. So do that. One more youth, December 7th, gonna be great. We have a baptism at Bay of Honda uh, coming up December 10th. We do that on the Calusa side. You turn right at the fort. And we have a movie night, The Star. Again, these are all like a month away, but you know, get, get the app, write them in your calendar. Also, don't forget about our Christmas Eve services. I know, I know, this is actually the Sunday before Advent. So we are rapidly approaching. This Thursday will be Thanksgiving. Don't forget to thaw your turkeys if you need to do that. That's an important announcement as well. And uh, don't forget to volunteer, okay? You have to, okay? I hate to say it, but you have to. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm joking. Oh, let's see if I really am joking and get ready for church. Woo! Everybody online, welcome. Glad to have you with us. We're getting ready to jump back into worship. Uh, had a great time earlier and uh, we're happy to do it again with you. Then we're going to finish up our series called The Fight, talking about spiritual battle. Today we'll be looking at prayer and the importance of prayer. So get your Bibles, get a coffee, get comfy, because here we go. Woo! Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. You guys did really good because at three minutes till when I walked up, there wasn't a person up there. I was like, wow. Well, we're professionals, okay? <laughs> We're, our first rodeo partner. Yeah, we we got it down <laughs> pat. The 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 hardest thing to do is to get your in ear cord down yes. your shirt, and that gets done at the start of the day. There so. is a joke, a running joke among us that the the the, the worship team pose is trying <laughs> to get your wires. In. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, <sighs> don't want to be disconnected. No. 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 Hi guys, it is great to see all your faces, and we're excited to spend time with you guys in worship and in the Word. I'm going to tell you what we'll be attempting to do. In case you didn't know, we are going to start things off with communion. Chaplain Doug is going to lead us through that in just a minute. After communion, we'll have our time of worship. And then Pastor Georgina will come up and lead any kids who'd like to join her through a Bible verse. We'll dismiss them to their Sunday school classrooms. And then we'll have our time in the Word with Pastor Steve. We are finishing up the fight today, guys. And it's been really fun, and I'm so excited. It's a really good finisher. Dare I say the big KO. Huh? Nice. Huh? That was a free. That was a free extra. Good, good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> before I'm gonna derail myself again. Before we do any of that, let's pray. <laughs> Holy Spirit, would you come, Papa? We're so thankful for your presence. We thank you for meeting with us. We can't wait to spend time together celebrating you and what you've done. Praising you for your faithfulness and thanking you for what you're going to do. Papa, as we continue our discussion on the spiritual battle, keep our hearts open, our ears open. We want your word to take root inside of us and grow and change us so that we can make friends for you, Papa. So help us to draw closer to you. We love you. And we join with all the churches around the world where your gospel is preached with this collect. Stir up the wills of your faithful people, Lord, so that we may produce abundantly the fruit of good works. And then by you be abundantly rewarded. 
Through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. Chaplain Doug. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and he broke it, saying, This is my body, take and eat in remembrance of me. In the same manner he took the cup. It was the last night of the Passover celebration. The cups of plagues and sanctification had already been poured and celebrated. Jesus takes the third cup, which is the cup of redemption. He said, this is my blood poured out for you. Drink this in remembrance of me. Gathered with his friends that evening, Jesus gives us a lasting ordinance or remembrance, which we call communion or the Lord's table or the Lord's supper. He said, from now on, when you get together and partake of this meal, I want you to remember me. And as his friends gathered here today, we too can partake of this meal, the bread and the cup, the body and the blood of the Lord. And we want to remember and give thanks. We want to remember all that Jesus has said and done and promised to do. We want to remember his willingness to go to the cross on our behalf. We want to remember how he defeated death and rose again. And we want to remember with awe and thanksgiving that he's coming back for us soon. So here on the table are the elements of communion, the bread, the cup, the body and the blood of the Lord. The table is open to all who believe. So as we worship this morning and you feel led by the Spirit, please come, partake, remember, and give thanks. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Chaplain Doug. We're going to enter now into our time of worship together, and I'd encourage us all to sing out and lift our voices as we elevate Jesus in our midst here today. We'll see the words show up on the screens. You're welcome to sit, but stand if you're able. This is Holy Water.
the poor and powerless And all the lost and lonely And all the thieves will come confess And know that you are holy And know that you are holy
Oh, we love you, Lord, and we are so, so thankful, God, for this time of worship in your presence. We love you, Lord. We worship you. You are holy, holy, holy. And Lord, as we're here in your presence, I'd ask that you'd be with us as we prepare to study your word. Lord God, would you anoint the words that are spoken to us, that are taught to us. Use those words, Lord, to stir up our hearts to you. We long for you, Lord. And Holy Spirit, I'd ask that you'd be with those who are working with our children. God, anoint them. Give them everything that they need to show all the kids your wonderful love for them, oh God. We love you, Lord, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And Pastor Georgina, would you please come up and teach the children a Bible verse? Hi. Good morning, everyone. Whoa, you guys are fast today. Today's Bible story, true story, right, comes from the second book of Chronicles, chapter 36. And we are learning about how God's people went into captivity, how they were taken away from the land, okay? So the last four kings of Judah, right, came from the family of King Josiah. And King Josiah was a good king, but his his family, not so good. We're going to find that out, I know. Not so good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the first king, right, the first king was na- name was Jehida, and Jehida was not king for very long because he did evil, right? Evil things. And then the king of Egypt, another country, came and took him prisoner and took him back to Egypt. And then in his place, he put his brother, right, Jehoiakim, as king. And when Jehoiakim was king, guess what happened? He did evil too, right? And the king of Babylon came, right, and attacked him and took him away, right? And made him a prisoner too. And the king of Babylon made his son, Jehoiakim, king. Jehoiakim was only king for three months, okay? Yeah, only three months. And guess what? He did evil too. And the king of Babylon sent for him and took him away to Babylon and made his uncle, Zedekiah, king. Now, just like his brother, Zedekiah did evil things too. And even worse, he made the people, right, do evil things too. Really bad, right? Yeah. So the king, yeah, so the king of, the king of Babylon took him away, right? Yeah, and then guess what happened? God was really upset with his people, right? And needed to stop. It couldn't continue that way any longer, right? Because their sin was great and they disobeyed him. And he loved them so much though, right? And in Second Chronicles thirty six fifteen, it tells us that the Lord, the God of their ancestors, repeatedly sent his prophets to warn them, right? For he had compassion on his people and his temple, right? And guess what? God allowed them, allowed the Babylonians to take the people, right? To attack, to, to attack Judah. I know. And guess what? The king of Babylon went into God's temple and took everything out. And he had his armies burn the whole temple. And then the people that were left in Judah were taken to Babylon, right? And they were made slaves. Everything that the prophet Jeremiah had told, what happened, happened. Yeah, he warned them, but they wouldn't listen, right? God was right, right, to judge their sin. But God loved them so very much, and he promised to keep, right, his promise that they would have a good king. Guess who was our good king that would be reign forever and ever? It's called, his name is Jesus. That's right. And good job. the reason why we had the civil wars over slaves was 
Okay. And yeah. That's true. That's right. Okay. Thank you. Cool. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, yes. So, Jesus is our good and humble king, guys, right? And Jesus paid for our sins, right? He took the punishment that we deserve for doing bad things, right? Isn't that great? Yeah. Because of him, we can live with God forever. Awesome. Okay, good. All right, you guys ready to say the Bible verse with me? Yeah. Okay, repeat after me. Second Chronicles 36, 15. Second Chronicles 36, 15. The Lord. The Lord. The God of their ancestors. The God of ancestors. Repeatedly sent. Repeatedly sent. His prophets to warn them. His prophets to warn them. For he had compassion. And his people and his temple. And his people and his temple. Excellent job, guys. Wow. You guys Good job. Are the children are getting stickers because God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Hey, can you kids help me do something? It is Doug's birthday today. He's up there in the corner, Pastor Doug, my son. 32 years old today. These guys are getting stickers and not paying attention. We're going to sing him happy birthday, okay? Are you ready? Here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear love. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. I know. Do you know what else, kids? Can I tell you something? Look, hey, I'm right here. Look at me. I was thinking about my son and also Micaiah, who were both up on the platform a little while ago. It wasn't all that long ago that they were just kids here, just like you, and learning their Bible and doing all those cool things. And it's, we're all very glad and blessed that you're here with us, okay? We want you to know that we love you guys. All right? All right, Pastor Jordina is going to pray for you. That was really good, Pastor. You're going to make me cry. Okay. All right, guys. Ready? Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's close our eyes and think about the Lord, right? Lord God, thank you so very much, Lord God, for our children, Lord God. Only you know the plans that you have for them, Lord God, but you will reveal it to them also. And that's what we pray, Lord God. But meanwhile, Lord, I pray that they will grow in love and knowledge of you, Lord God, as their good and humble king. In Jesus' name, what do we say, guys? Amen. Yay. Good job. Okay. Welcome again. Glad you're here. Welcome to those of you joining us online. Happy to have you all with us today. And uh, we are going to finish up our series today. Yes. So I'm excited about that. But uh, before we get there, I said welcome. Let's just do this. If you're a guest, first-time guest, that little QR code is for you. If you point your smart device at it, you'll get a link to our digital connect card. Simple information. Fill that out. You will get texts and emails from us over the next five or six weeks. And... We have a gift for all of you first-time guests back at Guest Services. If you didn't get one on the way in, stop by on your way out and get a nice little gift. We think that would be very cool. i got to adjust that. Uh, that's that. We also now, we pray every week when we gather together, we pray for our neighbors. This is to reinforce what we ask you to do every day. Be praying for your neighbors, your community, your neighborhood, the place where God has planted you. He has put you where you are for a number of reasons, but a big one is to be a light there and to be praying for those people that are all around you. So think about a couple of your neighbors uh, just for a moment, and let's go to the Lord. Papa, we lift up our neighbors to you. We ask God that you would move in their lives in mighty, mighty ways, that you would draw those who don't know you into relationship with you and help us, God, to be good neighbors and to love our neighbors well. Bring renewal, revival, and breakthrough to this area that hundreds and thousands of people will come to know you as their Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. amen. Okay, so part 19. And I did an intro to this series, so it's actually 20 weeks, uh, and I, I, it's, I think it's been a fun series. I hope that you've enjoyed it. There's a lot going on in this series, and you know, we started in the beginning, the intro was about 
dealing with mammon and, uh, and that stronghold in our lives. And then we plunged in and we did a theological foundation for why there's evil and why we're in a battle and what it looks like and who's involved, uh, which led us to the point where we could then discuss the armor of God. And we've been doing that a piece at a time uh, in these last uh, five or six weeks. And today, the, the last piece of this uh, ensemble, if you would, this amazing armor of God, is all about prayer. Prayer is different than the other ones because the other pieces all sort of you can see them, right? You know, it's a belt and a breastplate and shoes and a shield and a helmet and a sword. Um, and, and so prayer is, is, it's like your secret weapon. It's the one that you would have gotten a James Bond movie <laughs> from. Yeah, whatever. Um, but it's the, it's the most powerful, amazing weapon that we have, and it really sort of sets the tone for all of the armor. And we're going to look at that today, talking about prayer, but let's get the jokes out of the way, and then you can pray for us again and lead us in the reading of the Word. So I used to tell a joke about Lot's wife. Right. Looking back, it, it wasn't a great idea. <laughs> yeah, if you ever went to Sunday school, you know that joke, yeah. right? I have a fear of two-letter words. I get scared just thinking about it. There you go. You highlighted the I highlighted it, that, the words so that they got Better it. delivery, baby. All right, this was a... This was a uh, it's out of the archives. Yes. It seemed appropriate. I keep... Uh, this patient goes to the doctor, and he says to the doctor, he says, listen, I keep having these dreams. First, I'm a teepee, and then I'm a wigwam, and then I'm a teepee, and then I'm a wigwam. It's driving me crazy, doc. What's wrong with me? The doctor says, you need to relax. You're too tense. Good job. Pray for us, please. Lead I us in the will. reading of the word. I will do it. Wonderful. <laughs> In honor of Thanksgiving, right? All right, let's refocus, shall we? And pray. Papa, you're so good to us. And Lord, we do cry with our hearts. Holy, holy, holy. Papa, as we enter this week looking at Thanksgiving, I pray that we will love the people in front of us every day with thankfulness in our hearts and thankfulness to you. Bless our tables this week. Bless our conversations this week. And be in our midst, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Will you stand with me, please, for the reading of the word? We're ending it with the armor of God out of the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verse Starting at verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore... Put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. And in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Blessed be the word of the Lord. You guys can sit. All right. Prayer. Uh, that, that passage in verse 18. Uh, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. This, this idea uh, is that prayer needs to have a priority 
in our lives. We need to be, uh, we need to realize the importance of prayer. And my hope would be that in our time together today, you would see that, um, one of the reasons that we tend to sort of get sidetracked often when it comes to prayer is that it's something that the enemy really tries to keep you from. And so the distractions and the busyness and the things that happen, we need to be aware of, uh, so that we can press through that and that we get prayer in the position in its life where it needs to be for us to live the kind of life that we're really called to. So I'm going to tell you a quick story. And um, it's going to go way back in time uh, and to uh, 1995. So not too far back, but that's pretty pretty good road. Uh, in 1995, I was pastor here. I'd been lead pastor here for several years, since 92. And I had had a, a real burden on my heart to go to Cuba. Uh, and, and that had been burning on me for several years and I'd been trying to figure out ways to get in and sort of, uh, um, back in the nineties, if I had an idea, I would work very hard to make it happen. And, and I was hitting a lot of, you know, it was difficult, but in 1995, everything sort of opened up. I was able to make my first trip into Cuba, uh, and, um, uh, I went from here. I had a guy from the church back then who spoke Spanish. I took him with me. Uh, another pastor came along from another vineyard. And uh, to round out our initial team was the international director of missions at the time, a guy named Bob Fulton, still a good friend of mine. And, uh, and he traveled all over the world and set up churches and did all kinds of cool things. A really neat guy, John Wimber's brother-in-law. And, and so we, uh, the four of us went. It was difficult to get into Cuba back then. Uh, 1992, we actually had to fly, um, out of Miami down to Nicaragua and then get over on a plane on the way in. So it was kind of a, a weird setup. We got in late at night. And, uh, we arrived in Havana and there was a lot of armed people around. It was, it was a little strange, dark and everything, but, uh, we got to the, uh, hotel that we were staying at. And, uh, and I said to Bob, you know, what's the, what's the plan? And he said, well, let's just get some rest and we'll meet in the morning for breakfast and then we'll go from there. Well, now, so I'm, uh, I asked for plans back then. I liked, especially in the nineties, I liked to have a plan, like an agenda. It was my personality type. I was very much type A back then, way more than I am now. And, uh, my wife's kind of laughing like you still are. But I was, you know, Bob Fulton was with us, the international director, and so I yielded that. I figured, well, he's the guy, right? And he's going to have the plan and set the agenda, and I'm happy to be. I've been trying to come forever. Um, I think Cuba was on my heart so big is that when I was nine years old, uh, we lived in South Miami. We were out fishing in uh, the way out in the second shipping lane, I think, and we actually came across uh, a raft made of inner tubes tied together with bands with six people on it who had uh, escaped from Cuba. And they had been out, lost, drifting in that lane, in that lane for a long time, six, seven days. They were just barely alive when we found them. And, uh, we, we got them on the boat and called the Coast Guard, and the Coast Guard sent a helicopter out and lifted them off. So it's very vivid in my mind, because that's not a normal occurrence, right? Uh, and I knew that to, for people to flee something, that something was going on. And so later on, as a believer, I had a heart to go and to preach the gospel and make a difference. And finally we were going. And, and, but it wasn't on me to have the plans and agenda because Bob Fulton was there. So that was cool. And we, we wake up and we have breakfast. And I, I'm ready now. To, I want to know the plan, right? Cause I'm in. We're, let's change the world. Let's go. And, uh, so I, I said, so all right, dude. So what's the plan? I probably didn't say dude to Bob Fulton, but you get the idea. And he said, well, I thought what we'd do is, I saw some couches in the foyer over there this morning. I thought we'd go over there and we'd just pray. Oh, okay, and then, and then the plan? No, that's the plan. And I was a little shocked. Really? That's the plan? Dude, I've, I've wanted to be here for a long time now. And, but I, we're not go- and he said, no, let's go pray. And so we did that. And we just sat there and we began to pray. And, and he said, listen, as we go into prayer, um, I met a guy like four or five years ago who came out to California where he was. And I met this guy and he was from Cuba. And uh, I, all I can remember about him is that his name is Luis. I don't remember his last name. I don't know where he lives. But I'm pretty sure that the Lord is impressed on me that it's important that we meet this guy while we're here. That that's a big deal. And And I looked at him like, sort of incredulously, because there's, there's more than like one Luis in Cuba, okay? No last name. And it's a big, it's not a little tiny place. It's a big spread out place. I'm like, oh my goodness. 
And so we prayed, and as we prayed, like little things began to happen, and sort of things started to get set up for the day, and we, we, uh, I don't know, one, somehow we had a, we needed to go meet this one person, and we, we drove over there, and God ordained another meeting of another guy walking up, and throughout the day it was really cool to see all kinds of things happening. There was no agenda, just coming out of this prayer. And at the end of this day, nighttime, we were out in the outskirts of Havana somewhere, and somebody had told us about this church. And we went to this little church it was meeting, and we, we walked in, and oh, they were kind of honored to have us, and so they put us in the front row. It was kind of cool. Uh, but it was, yeah, the opposite of cool is that it was really, really hot there when we were there. Hot, hot, hot. No AC or anything, just hot. And the, the seats in the front row were literally 18, 24 inches away from the trombone section. <laughs> it's really loud. But it was, it was great to be there, right? And we're, we're about a halfway through this, this thing, and, uh, and, and all of a sudden, this guy walks in through the back doors, and you know who the guy was? Louise. You could have knocked me over with a feather. It wasn't his church. He doesn't usually ever go there. I don't think he'd ever been there before. It wasn't his church. He just happened to be in the area driving by. It was nowhere near where he lives or any of those other things, but he shows up. And, and I, from that moment on, I realized the importance of prayer. It really did impact my life from there on, that everything needs to be started in and birthed in and surrounded in and begun with prayer. It changes everything. And, and this is important in our daily lives, that, that we understand how valuable and how much we need to be praying for things that are going on. And, and so what's the issue? The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. This is, uh, that comes from a story that is significant with Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. And, and years ago, this spoke to me so much, I actually I wrote a little devotional book about this called Daily Strength Training. Uh, and it started with this story uh, in, in embracing prayer. Let me read it to you, Matthew 26, 36. Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. And so he took all his disciples there, and then he goes on, he took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, that's John and James, who are kind of the closest three to him, uh, along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled, and he says to those three, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Please, I need you. Going a little further, he fell his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if it's possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will but as you will. And then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So what popped out to me in that story is that the question was addressed to Peter. Why? Because it says, couldn't you do this for an hour, Peter? Just before this happened, Peter had said to Jesus, no matter what happens... I will always be there for you. The rest of these guys, they might, they might just take off and go, but don't worry about me. I will always be there with you and for you. And we know what's going to happen with that whole situation, but it already happens. Jesus has told his friends, this is, I'm, this is, this is crazy what I'm going through. Hang with me. I need you. And they fall asleep. Now, he says that, and he's not being mean to them at all. He's having to bring something up. And he says, he says uh, to them, listen, it's important that you realize what's going on. And what he does is he acknowledges, Jesus does, the weakness of the human flesh uh, in all of this. Because uh, I, I would say that's the issue for all of us. My heart, my heart is to be with Jesus, is to love him and follow him and serve him and live for him. That's my heart. That's, that's absolutely my heart. But what I realize is that sometimes my flesh, my selfishness, my issues get in the way of that. And Jesus is just warning me that that's a very, very real thing. So, so prayer should be the highest priority in our lives. But it often becomes like pushed way down the scale. And, and uh, our busy lives, and they're so distracted sometimes. And these things often keep us from prayer. And, and prayer sort of sometimes gets reduced to something we do quickly over a meal or 
the end of the day comes and we're going to sleep and we realize we really haven't connected and we toss up some sort of prayer then. But, but what you have to realize in all of this is that your enemy, the one we're in battle against, is trying desperately to keep you from prayer. There are two things that he works on overtime on us. Prayer and reading the Bible. Why? If he can keep you from prayer, you're consumed with worry. And he takes you out of the battle, takes you out of the picture. And if he keeps you from the word, you're consumed with fear. That's what happens. And, and those are the two prevailing big things in our culture. We talked about that, fear and worry. So the enemy wants to keep you uh, in, caught up in the rest of the things that culture is. And so he desperately tries to keep you from praying and from reading the word. I've said this to you before. When I realize the enemy is what's causing the problems, I will go the extra mile because I don't want him to win. I, I, I don't, he's stolen so much. I hate giving him anything else. And so we have to realize the importance then of prayer and reading the Bible. And, and so we have to decide that we're going to press in. But the Spirit's willing, the flesh is weak. So what do we need to do? Well, we need to learn to pray with the help of the Holy Spirit. And, and this is important in all of our lives. This whole series, we started with the fruit of the Spirit before we got here. Holy Spirit lives in us, and He wants to help us in those areas where we are, by nature, weak. And we need to learn to depend on Him and listen to Him and yield to Him in the course of our lives. Jude 1.20, you dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. To, to pray in the Spirit, what it means to pray with the help of the Spirit. That's, that's what he's saying in those things. It's, it's praying uh, under the power of the Spirit, under the leading of Holy Spirit, um, learning to pray as he leads and guides the things that we're to pray for. And, and so we, 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 we need to get used in our, get used to in our lives, yielding to Holy Spirit. There, there's verses like, that you understand this in in other areas, like this one in Galatians 5.16. I say walk by the Spirit, or live by the Spirit, or in the Spirit, and, and then you won't gratify the desires of the flesh. Holy Spirit will help you to live this life out. Philippians 3.3. It's we who are the circumcision, we who serve God, and that could, that word, better translated actually worship there. We who worship God by His Spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus, who put no confidence in the flesh. See, um, the whole Christian life is about yielding to Holy Spirit and allowing Him to empower us to live this life out the way that God has created this life for us. And so we, we learn to live by and yield to Holy Spirit. And I, I often try and figure out ways to connect this that, that I think might be helpful. And the, the best thing I've come up with was uh, something that happened to me a few years ago. In, in what it is to... Uh, yield the Holy Spirit in, in that's, that He wants to help you live and you still though you get to choose whether you're going to go His way or your way and several years ago Atlas and I were on a trip somewhere and we rented a car and it was much nicer than our car uh, and uh, we've always had decent cars but you know you rent a car and it often has bells and whistles and stuff that you might not have in your car and this particular car had um, on it in its uh, mirrors on the side these lights and things that went off if there was someone in your blind spot. Uh, and if you, if you hit a blinker while someone was in your blind spot like you were going over, the car would absolutely go nuts. Beep, 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 beep. And it, I think it even had things in the chair that freaked me out. Like, get your attention. I'm like, what is that? There's something in the chair. <sighs> we have those cool little lights in our car now. We have a nice little Kia, but we didn't back then. So it was a whole new thing. Here, here's the reality I'm trying to make, though. So um, we're driving on a freeway, and everybody's moving really fast, and I wanted to change lanes, and I put the blinker on, and the car went nuts, right? Blah, 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 chair going. And, and yet, I still had the steering wheel. I had the leading that I needed. I had all the warnings that I needed, and I had a choice. I could either trust that it was telling me something that I should stay away from. I still had the wheel, though. I could have turned, right? But, but that's kind of what it's like. You, you, you have Holy Spirit and He will lead and guide and direct and, and help you and encourage you and nurture, but you still have to decide that you're going to go His way or you can go your way. And your way is not nearly as good as His way. 
And so it's, it's about learning this thing with Holy Spirit leading and guiding us. And uh, in, in our prayers, it's very similar. And so our prayers, there's some things that we can do in our prayers. Uh, and and uh, I've got a quick sort of list that we'll go through. So your prayers, well, they need to be conformed to the Word. And, and what that means is, and that ties in with our last week's message about the importance of Scripture and taking time in your own lives to read the Word, that there's no substitute for that. There's no substitute. There is not enough teachings you can listen to that will substitute for you taking time to read this book and allowing Holy Spirit to illuminate it to you. And so your prayers, then, uh, as you get more Scripture in you, are more conformed to the Word. For example... This whole series, I've been talking about the armor of God and praying on the armor of God. It's a perfect example of your prayers conforming to the Word. So the Word, Alice read you the Scripture. And so we should be praying it on every day, just like that. Lord, I, I want to pray. I want to put on right now the, the belt of truth, God. I, I pray that belt of truth on my life. The breastplate of righteousness, God. I, I want your righteousness, not a self-righteousness, God. I, I just want my feet job with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the good news, and I, Lord, I, I want that shield of faith and the, the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, God, so that I can stand today in whatever happens. And that's sort of a way of praying on your prayers and conform to the Word. You're praying this Word, and it makes a huge difference, and you can do that in, in all sorts of things as you pray through this life. All Scripture, it's a great thing, all script. this whole book is God-breathed. Ah, and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. And so we, we pray conform to the Word. We need to be praying always. This is a little tricky. I remember trying to figure this out as a new believer. Well, what does that mean? Like always, you know, and First Thessalonians 5.17, continually. It, it means that you need to um, realize throughout the day that you've got Holy Spirit and you're in relationship with God, that Jesus is with you. And just get used to including Him in your life. Because I think we segment it. You know, we separate it. We have, and we remember sometimes and we pray and then we're out doing our own thing, living our own life, following our own agendas. And, and we, it needs to be more cohesive throughout the day that you just remember that God's with you and hang out, ask Him what's going on or, you know, tell Him what's going on. But do that throughout the day. I think that's the idea, that it's a, it's a remembering that you're in relationship with Him and He wants to help you in your... How much better does life get when you hang out with God just for a moment? I was, I was attempting to put, rescreen something in my patio this week and uh, I almost lost my mind trying to get spline in. And what was driving me crazy is I, I was the one that installed this screen. I knew how to do this, but I don't do it very often, but I had done it successfully. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? And I, I came in very frustrated and said, I don't know, I've lost my mind, honey, I'm sorry. And uh, I, I went in and took a shower. And as I was showering, I just sort of relaxed a moment and kind of said, God, what's going on? And I, I you know what God said? <laughs> God speaks to us all the time. It's, it, you, he just, all, it's us not listening. And he said, kindly, you're, you're not using the right tool. And I all of a sudden remembered I had a completely different tool for that job that was the right tool. And, and it was like, ah, well, there you go. I should have started by asking you, <laughs> how do I get this project going? It's that kind of thing that happens in life. Do it continually. All kinds of prayers. Listen, prayer is so much more than what we reduce it to, um, just things that we ask for. Uh, it's, it's connection. It's relationship. Pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. There's prayers of thanksgiving. There's prayers of confession. There's prayers of adoration and prayers of praise and prayers of intercession and on and on and on. You, you pray. There's lots of different kinds of prayers for lots of different kinds of situations. And, and you don't have to to, you know, it's not like you have to know a prayer. You, you know who you're praying to, and you just talk to him. And you tell him what's happening. and Toss up your needs there, and everybody else's. We need to be alert. We, we need to be aware that, that we are involved in a very real battle, and we have an enemy who is trying to keep us distracted and unsettled and not at peace and all sorts of other things. So we need to be alert. Watch and pray, Jesus said, so that you won't fall into temptation. Be alert, because the enemy's trying to trap you. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Be alert as you pray and be aware of what's going on. And we need to be praying for one another. 
And this is huge. Pray for one another. All of us need prayer. Everybody in the room, you need people praying for you. And it's so powerful when it happens. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray for one another. Look, think about who you can be praying for and make a little list. It could be a very long list, but, but what, if everybody got like six people on their list, what a difference you would make. And just pray for them. And just lift them up to God. And how do you, Lord, I, I pray for Alice today, God. Just be with her and comfort her and bless her and give her wisdom in the decision she needs to make. And God, let her have a great day in you and watch over and protect her. Powerful stuff. When you, you'd like to have six people praying for you like that, wouldn't you? I would. Pray for the people around you. It makes a huge difference. And so it's so important. And, and, and then, so with all of this, we, we get to this picture of, of the value and the importance of prayer. And let me leave you with this one thought. And, and so this is something I think you can sort of chew on for the next little season. I would say this. that So Jesus is our model for life and ministry. I would say that when you are praying, you are the most like Jesus that you will ever be when you're praying. And let that encourage you uh, to, to engage and to stay connected to God. Because it's so important that we get a hold of this. Prayer holds this whole thing together. And we need to be praying as we engage in this life and in the battle that we're called to, rescuing people from darkness and bringing them into light. So that's the armor of God, and that's all the pieces of it. And that ends that series. I am starting a brand new series, though, so that's good because I like direction. And uh, just so you know, a little homework. I want you to read the book of Ruth. It's four chapters. It's an easy read. You can read a chapter a week. That's going to be the basis of our Advent series, believe it or not. I, I think Ruth is like Christmas in July. As you read Ruth, look for connections to the Christmas story. They are everywhere, and we'll dig into that next week. Okay, I'll end it there. Uh, ministry team, those of you here, why don't you head over to the wall? People over there to pray for you. Prayer is important, and, and we want to make sure that you have opportunity to be prayed for as we go through this life. And listen, this whole journey starts by knowing Jesus, asking Him to be the Lord and Savior of your life. And, and that, it starts really with a simple prayer of faith. Jesus, will you be my Lord and my Savior? And if you've never prayed a prayer like that, let me encourage you to do that today, here in the room or watching online. Just, Jesus, will you be my Lord and my Savior? Best decision you will ever make in your life. I promise you, it changes everything. Amen. Such a good series, honey. And this was a great, great ending to it. I have one question. So tell us why was Luis and Cuba was important because we heard that he had to find them, but what was that? So uh, Luis was a cool guy and, and very, very Holy Spirit led and, and very well connected. And what Luis does, not that trip, but the very next trip when we go and find him, is he introduces me to a young man named Carlos. And uh, Carlos was uh, sort of the guy that I was able to partner with. And over the next 10 years, we planted 20 churches in Cuba. And so that's what happened out of that, yeah. That's good. We were so young. So I young. was so young, we yes. We were so young. It was, it was good. Yeah. Anyway, thank you again. Why don't you pray for us thank now you. as we end? <laughs> thank you. Can do Lord, that. thank you, thank you, thank you. For this series for your love for us, for the joy of being your kids, that you give us this armor to wear, that you fill us, Holy Spirit, that you lead, that you guide, direct, encourage, nurture us, that you allow us to partner with you to make a difference in the world. And God, help us to be a part of this battle that that sets captives free and helps to bring those lost in darkness and bring them into the light so that they can serve you forever. You are an awesome, awesome God. And we love you all in, God. All in. Have your way in us, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. And yeah, amen. The, what just showed me um, on the topic of prayer, there's a couple, a married couple. One of you is not sleeping well. 
And the Lord just said, before you go to bed, have your partner pray for you. Just pretty, it might be feel like funny asking him to pray, but have him pray and put his hand or her hand on your head and pray for your sleep. Jesus. Amen. Yes. Great stuff. Thank you, church. We love partnering with you. Thank you for your generosity, for all the ways that you give and tithe and your offering. And thank you, thank you, thank you for all those things. Uh, ministry team is over there. Let's sing doxology and then uh, we'll dismiss. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Amen. May the Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. Go today in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Thank you for being here. Have a great day. I think it's a nice day out there. Maybe get out there, catch some fish. Hope your team wins. Be kind to one another. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Ministry team's over there. We're going to go. Bye. God bless you guys. Will you pop those doors open for me? And uh, thanks, guys, for watching. God bless you all. Have a great Thanksgiving and a great uh, whole week. And I hope you enjoy it wherever you are. And then next week, new series for Advent. Uh, Read the Book of Ruth. At least get first chapter in before we get together next weekend. And you know what Thanksgiving week does? It gives us the opportunity to have pumpkin pie for breakfast. Nice. (laughs) Which is my favorite. Yes. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks.